Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you? I gave you a script. I think. Yeah, good. That's how we're starting the podcast episode. Oh, we're rolling. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Rolling. Did I say his name on the? No, oh, no, it was no, going. No. I don't. You think got so. it going after. Okay. Think, yeah. Jewishish. Jewishish. Now the red part. All the news that's fit for us to podcast. November ninth, two thousand twenty. We've got laughs. We got news. We've got stories for the Jewish and non-Jews. All the sports and entertainment you could wish. We are the always irritating Jewishish. Always irritating. Reliably so. We keep it consistent, folks. We know what you expect. We know what you owe. Murray! Wait, we got to do that again with everybody in the room saying Murray. Really? Okay, I can cue it back up. Hang on. Murray! There we go. Okay. Uh, We have a couple of guests we don't usually have on Monday. Well, just one so far. Lashuth for his final in-person appearance of this visit, uh, in studio, so to speak. How you doing, Lashuth? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Glad to hear it. Uh, and the one maybe uh, who will not be silenced if he joins us, uh, the the youth correspondent. We never know, really. We never have any idea. Most of the time, when he's on, we don't know whether he's on. That's true. Yeah. But I relate to him in that capacity. Yes. But also, once again, our usual Murray Monday guest, our golf correspondent. I don't know why we have to ever include golf, but yeah, he's here. Thucydides Johnson. How are you, Thucydides? You're I'm, in- doing, I'm, I'm still doing great. I'm still reveling in our, in our uh, last few days. Excellent. Good. And you're in the car right now, I think, right? I am. I'm, in, I'm driving, so I apologize for any, uh, any untoward um, noise and... Siren that may occur. Okay, very good. And what what went on in the golf world this weekend? Um, the golf world. They played a tournament with a bunch of golfers. Um, I have to confess, I didn't see much of the golf, but I do know they played the Vivint Open in Houston, Texas, and Carlos Ortiz, the twenty eight year old uh, Mexican, won uh, for the his first time in one hundred and eighteen starts. Did he cry? Did he cry? Over. Oh, I'll get to it. Um, he became the third Mexican in the history of the world to win a PGA golf tournament. It's been something like 50 years since the last Mexican won. Wow. Um, he and his wife cried the entire way from the 18th green to the uh, interview. Um, it was quite a thing to see. Um, tears of joy. Wow. So we had two people crying this time. Is that a record? Uh, and probably not, but it's, I think for this year, it's the most I've seen. It's the most ever in Jewishish golf coverage. And I think it was an entirely Jewish list, Jewless event. Um, I know Daniel Berger wasn't there. I'm not positive about Mr. Oppenheim. Oh, but I boy. Think we, I think we had a Jewless event. Oh, well. Another one. All right. One. All right. I don't know what more there is to be said about it. I only hope that the new presidential administration will put pressure on the PGA 
to start allowing more Jews to participate in major tournaments. Oh, uh, good call. I'm very hopeful. Why do we want to be included in golf? Because they make a lot of money. It's a big thing. We why want... do we want to be included in golf? Because they make a lot of money. It's a big why thing. Do... Why? All right. And also, and also because it's the greatest game in the history of the world. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just and, agree and, with and, that? No, I'm just a, saying I forgot about it. Oh. It's yeah. a rigorous and demanding sport requiring all kinds of skill. What did, did we ever do golf on sport or no sport? No sport. You did. Really? You did. You came down, you came down predictably on the no sport side, but um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, but I, I, I would vigorously refute that. So speaking of the new administration, we have big, big, big new administration baseball-related news already. Yeah? We here at Jewishish usually root against the Washington Nationals because they are in the same division as our beloved Mets. But as of yesterday, there is very good reason to like the Nationals. They have already invited President-elect Biden to toss out the ceremonial first pitch next season on opening day, the first day of April. That, I think, is more official recognition than anything that the Electoral College can provide. I think it says in the Constitution that if you throw out the first pitch... It would only be true if it was the Mets. They're going to be playing against the Mets. Oh, then it's true! The Nationals will be playing our Mets on that day. We will be rooting for the Mets and for President Biden. With only one exception, every U.S. president since William Howard Taft has thrown an opening day first pitch at a Washington game at any time when Washington has had a major league team. The one exception being, of course, the orange, lying, denying refuse dump whom President Biden will replace in about 10 weeks. When that orange pile of waste whom President Biden will, will replace was introduced during Game 5 of the 2019 World Series at Nationals Park, this is what it sounded like. That's a lot of booing, folks, for those of you who can't hear. There's a lot of bleeping out. They, they needed their own flute concerto. They needed a lot of bleeping out to cover everything that was going on when he showed up. Another team that most Mets fans root against is the Yankees, and there's in fact a new very good reason to root against them. Major League Baseball has been, as we've often mentioned here, doing everything it can to undermine the minor leagues, and the Yankees became yesterday the first team to lend its name to the assault. They announced that they are moving two of their teams for next year. The Trenton Thunder, their double-A team, will move to Bridgewater, and the single-A Staten Island team will move upstate to the Dutchess County Stadium that had previously been Tampa's home park. Trenton owner Joe Plumeri bashed the Yankees in response. Quote, Last night we learned through the media that New York Yankees management has made the calculated and ungracious maneuver to leave the urban setting of Trenton for the affluent confines of Bridgewater Township. This is about more than baseball. The Thunder is a pillar of the Trenton community. My heart breaks for the thousands of stadium workers, fans, and residents of this great city. 
This move by the Yankees removes a key source of income for Trenton, despite repeated assurances that the Thunder would remain its AA affiliate over the last 16 months. The Yankees betrayed their partnership at the 11th hour. By doing so, the Yankees have misled and abandoned the Thunder and the taxpayers of Mercer County, who have invested millions of dollars over the years to ensure that Arm and Hammer Park remains one of the premier ballparks in America. While this community built the Yankee organization up and sent minor, set minor league baseball attendance records, it seems the Yankees were only, higher, uh, were only focused on trying to cut culturally diverse Trenton down in favor of a wealthy, higher socioeconomic area in Somerset. Unquote. We have beloved family in Bridgewater and even a correspondent with close associations there. But what the Yankees are doing to Trenton, a town that's been through a lot, is very, very, very wrong. Speaking of very, very wrong, the first of the two managers suspended for their roles in baseball's cheating scandal got rehired last week, and now the other one, Alex Cora, is going back to manage his old team, the Red Sox. Meanwhile, the Mets' new predatory owner, Steve Cohen, will give his first press conference as owner tomorrow. I I felt very appreciated in that moment there, because the co-host covered his ears in a way that looked like maybe it was painful to you to cover them so quickly. Yeah, I stuffed hair in my ears accidentally. And Loshut was just pointing at me. He was ready to go with the end and other news. The third Fantastic Beats movie, another prequel to the... Oh, I forgot! And another news! Oh, I hit myself on the side of the head. The first Fantastic Beats movie, and that's really what I'm trying to do. You know, but you, you realize... But you start I, the thing over. You realize I don't, you know, I don't yell that loud. I'd rather just make you hit your ears. Yeah. The first fantastic... Your goal really has to be to get me to bloody my side of my head. I mean, that's when you'll know you've succeeded. <sighs> the third Fantastic Beasts movie, another prequel to the Harry Potter movies, is now in production, but it's going to have a different Gellert Grindelwald from the first two. Last week, Johnny Depp, the original Grindelwald, lost his libel suit against the Sun newspaper, which had reported that he'd been a domestic abuser. And Depp and Warner Brothers announced on Friday that the film studio had asked Depp to resign from the Fabulous Beasts series. If Warner Brothers is looking for a typecast substitute, a lot of creepy people will become available in Washington in January. Have you ever seen Thucydides? Have you ever seen any of those Fantastic Beasts movies? No, I don't think so. No. They're, they're pretty good. Have you I seen enjoyed those? Shoes? Yes. yes, I have. What do you think? The first one was interesting. The second one was terrible, and I watched it twice. Oh, really? Why did you watch <laughs> it, it twice? It was so if bad it was you terrible? watched it twice. The second time I went with some friends, and I just went to go hang out with my friends. I see. Oh. And they didn't what do... how bad it was until afterwards. So do we care that they're going to have a different Grindelwald? No. He's probably right. And, yeah. And anyways, it was kind of weird to see Johnny Depp with, like, white irises and white hair and white beard. I'm fine if they change actors in the middle of series and so on. They got a better uh, war machine, right? They did get a much better war machine. Yeah. The first guy was okay, was... but, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only a very limited number of Hinamoru Mikan mandarin oranges are grown on an island in southern Japan. They are, according to one of the growers, who was quoted by CNN, CNN quote, grown with so-called three suns. The actual sun the reflected light from the sea, and the reflected light from the stone walls of the terraced fields, end quote. This is supposed to be an especially good season for those oranges, and a case of 100 of those oranges sold at auction last week in Tokyo 
for a million yen, or around $9,600, which comes to about $96 per orange. That's a lot of... That's like, one that would be a heck orange. of an orange, right? You think you would pay 96 bucks for an orange? I, I can't really... I can't really imagine the orange that would be worth 96 bucks for me. Aren't you glad you didn't pay that much? Oh, good. We got in a little knock-knock joke. Very good. What about you, Thucydides? You've been to... To, you've been among Jews in Florida who very much prize oranges. Can you imagine 96 bucks for an orange? Craziest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah, I don't see it. I For a knish, maybe. But, Ooh, yeah, potato knish. If it was solid gold, it would probably be worth that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not dropping 96 bucks for an orange. You don't like the Hinamaro Mikan Mandarin oranges? I like them, but not, I would I would spend maybe twenty six bucks. Twenty six. Yeah. Okay. No, not twenty seven. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Twenty eight. Definitely not. No. Okay. Yeah. So that it's somewhere between twenty six and twenty eight. Twenty six fifty. Twenty six fifty. That's my highest offer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if they have any extras. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We haven't been Jeopardy watchers here, but we know that a lot of fans out there and Alex Trebek did seem like a, a good guy and his death from cancer at age 80 seems especially sad in the midst of all of 2020's other losses. Uh, Jeopardy producers announced that Mr. Trebek had filmed a couple more months worth of the show, so they'll run those through Christmas. Is he on your radar? You, you, yeah, you know about Je- oh, yeah, Jeopardy. We haven't watched it a lot, but it seems like it's a good thing. It's not a no, bad yeah. thing in the, the world. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you ever watch Jeopardy, Thucydides? I like Jeopardy. I, I, I don't watch it, but I used to, and I don't mind tuning it in every now and yeah. then and you know, getting some questions wrong. I feel like it's been a source of okayness in the world. Nothing bad. Do, do people it. watch it, Jeopardy at your household, with you? Not in my house. No. My grandparents. Are your grandparents? I think that... It's big for a slightly older demographic, yeah. and I think that's not to be underestimated. It's nice that they're going to keep running it with him on through Christmas. Yeah, they haven't decided sweet. whether they're going to have a sub, but it'd be tough really? to put in a sub. Yeah, no, I hope they don't get Richard Dawson or yeah. that uh, Steve Harvey guy. Mm. Yeah. And now... It's time for... Murray? Oh my God. Murray! What and there's another running? thing playing in the background. Oh, that's left over from when they were booing Trump. This is the most Manic Monday we've heard. Yeah, well, we were inspired by Eternal Flame playing in the streets of Barcelona the other day. The other, the other bangle story we ran. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. As our listeners know, every Monday we celebrate the people who often das Capital of endangered fruits and who are like cows with no legs. The people known as Murray. Should I go? <laughs> Yesterday's How Many Jews segment took us, as all our listeners will it remember, to Canada high and dry so one, that we could register the valor of Saskatoon Jews <laughs> in World War II. And we'll remain in Canada for today's Murray, the singer Anne Murray who was born in the coal mining town of Spring Hill, Nova Scotia in 1945. Murray's career took off with the single Snowbird in 1969. She got a Grammy nomination for that, and then another Grammy nomination for this cover of a Kenny Loggins song four years later. Yeah, stop for a sec so I can play this. 
People smile and tell me I'm the lucky one And we've just begun I think I'm gonna have a son He will be like him and me As free as a dove Conceived in love The sun is gonna shine above And even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with you, honey Everything bring a change of love, love And in the morning when I rise Bring a tear of joy to my eyes And tell me everything's gonna be alright Thucydides, do you remember that song being on the radio all the time? I sure do. That was I remember a... Snowbird also. Oh, you do? Yeah. She was a big deal back yeah. in, in a certain day. So she won the Absolutely. first of, She won the first of her four Grammys a year after that song. And she's had a very successful music career musical career and only quit touring in her in her sixties about twelve years ago. And she's got some remarkable sports connections. She sang the Canadian National Anthem, O Canada, before the first American League baseball game played in Canada, which was an exhibition game in 1977. And she sang it also at the first World Series game ever played in Canada in 1992. And following the last game at the hockey Toronto Maple Leafs legendary home, Maple Leaf Gardens, she concluded the closing ceremony by singing the Maple Leaf Forever at center ice wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Moreover, and you're going to like this in Thucydides, in 2007, Golf for Women magazine named Murray the world's best female celebrity golfer. She had at that time an 11 handicap. Is that good? That's darn good. That's right about where I am. Really? Oh, my goodness. You and Ann Murray, neck and neck. And in October 2003, she became the first woman ever to score a hole-in-one on the 108-yard par-3 17th hole at the Kahlua Yacht Golf Club in Verona, New York. What 108 yards doesn't seem that far. It's a relatively short par-3, but a hole-in-one on any hole is terrific. Really? Okay. And Murray's been very active in charities, including continuous support of her hometown of Spring Hill, and in climate change activism. I was never that wild about her stuff when I heard it on the radio when I was a kid, but she's made a lot of music and seems like a good person, and she is our Monday Murray for this week. That was excellent. I, um, that's quite a resume she has. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I kind of lost track of her after, you know, her hits and back when we were younger, but she carried on, and I, I think she's better known in Canada probably than she is in the... The U.S. She seems like she's very popular yeah. there. She's won all well, kinds of awards in Canada. Well, those appearances and all those athletic events are very impressive. Yeah. Um, to say nothing of her musical talent and her golf ability. Yeah. Maybe I, if we if we could set something up, if we could get a golf game going, I would be so excited. Well, why don't you get in touch with her? She's probably I just. Do that. She's seventy-five. She's probably just sitting there in Spring Hill waiting for somebody to you know drive her around in the golf cart. Where's Spring Hill? It's in Nova Scotia. All right. I'll see what I can do. It's a long way, I think, from Nicholasville to Nova Scotia. That's just my guess, but I, I don't know. Yeah. 
It would be a fun road trip, though. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, a Jewish road trip. Yes, man. from from Nicholsville to Nova Scotia. That's not the, just the standard itinerary. Sounds like an Anne Murray song. Uh, yes, indeed. All right, so that's our um, Jewish-ish for today. Lashuth, it's your last day here. Would you care to wrap us up here and take us out on Jewish-ish? Do a, a, con- a concluding spiel? Yes, uh, I, I've really enjoyed my time here as research, I mean... As um, not fact checker, not fact checker, not fact checker, and uh, not fact checker. Occasionally, someone who inputs opinions without being asked to. Do you want to? Do you want to give a little preview as to what uh, the Tuesday or yeah, a little sneak peek. will be? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the shoe is still being decided, but oh, but but recently, uh, the uh, the hosts and I have uh, tried a new flavor of Lacroix that just came out called hibiscus. Oh, I didn't realize that was a new flavor. Uh, oh, yes, very hibiscus. fancy. So, uh, I think we're going to review this hibiscus flavor tomorrow. Excellent, all right. So, say, since it's a new flavor, you might be more speculative about the shoe match. Maybe consider just a kind of shoe or a number of different shoe options. I don't think anybody should make you commit to a shoe when you're still processing a new soda. It's, it's a little fresh in my mind, but I will do my best. All right, excellent. He's hard okay. at work at, at excellent. this, you know. I, his light is still on at 4 a.m. He's working away. It's my passion. Oh, yeah. Yes, good. All right. All right, and we'll be talking to you soon, too, Thucydides. Best of luck to you. Thank you. I look forward to it. Best of luck to you, too. Okay. All right, that uh, concludes Jewishish for today. We got the old saxophone on. I've missed the saxophone. Maybe for the winter months we should go back to the manatee. For what? You think? For the outro. I think on Mondays, right? Really? Yeah. I think we need man, some man, kind man, of man, new man, thing man, to man, signal man, the start man, of the winter man. once December comes, so well, we'll work on that. Will you snowbird by Ann Murray? Okay. Or something. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. This has been Jewish Session. and we will see you next time. Good luck, goodbye, and farewell, and we'll see you. Okay? Yeah. That's all that I'm going to say. I'm fading out the That's manatee. all the work I'm putting in today. <laughs>